Hello and welcome to Leviathan News. It is January 18th. I'm Sammy McCullough and I've also got the wonderful DeFi advisor here. What's up, sir? I'm good, sir. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, I'm doing well today. Uh, we have some very special guests today. We have the Jonesdale crew. What's up, Jojo? What's up, Nock? Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. You know, it's... Nah, uh, nah, nah. Just, just decide, gentlemen. Just decide how you want to call him. He'll get it. <laughs> I answer to anything. That's fine. Uh, so we've all been sick with disease X these past couple of days. Uh, Judge is a little bit, a little bit under the weather. I've been sick for about a week now, uh, but we're pushing through, and uh, we're here today to uh, to talk about all things Jones. Yeah. This is brought to you by. Uh, the stream is brought to you by Cough Drops Hall's official sponsor. I, I thought you were, I thought you were going to say like the World Economic Forum. Uh, <laughs> we're yeah, not no supposed XRP to mention day. it, Sam. We're not supposed to mention it. Yeah, I, I I don't know. We we did interview somebody recently because we were hiring uh, another dev. Uh, I think or we saw a resume. The guy was from Worldcoin, so maybe I don't know. <laughs> But like, but like how, many, how many people are walking in uh, Johnson? Uh, God, uh, we have between devs, marketing, BD, and strategy. I think we have 13. Yeah, should be at least 10. Um, so something like I'm, I'm counting also people that are like part time too, like communities. Okay. Like that. okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's the, uh, pretty big. That's uh, not that small. It's not as big as Olympus. I I, <laughs> I started <laughs> Olympus and there was like at one point I think there was like sixty people. That's no crazy. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I was part of a group called Incubator. Yeah. I was on Incubator. That's how I actually met the Jonesdale guys. Um, I'd start off on the marketing side of it. That's actually how I met Shreddy. Um, Shreddy replaced me when I kind of went over to the Incubator side more. Okay. And uh, there was like 11 or 12 people in incubator, just in incubator. Uh, then you had treasury, you had marketing, you had community, you had uh, this thing where they would, I forget what they called it, where it was like for cross chain work, where they were basically trying to do adoption on cross chain. Yeah, it was huge. They had a huge payroll. I mean, it was, a, and then they fired everybody. <laughs> 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 they kind of fire the the our us as customers as well. It's like, right at least. Well, you know, uh, I think they're trying to turn the ship around uh, with cooler loans, and then they've got this peas thing. I don't know. I've, I've been too busy to keep up with it, but everybody tells me I should look into it. Yeah. So. That's a, oh, all of a sudden I see you on screen. Uh, I see no, your pixel screen. I, that's I so cool. Some, I did some editing magic. Wow, oh, that's so cool, man. Wow. Look at, look at those lips. Look at those lips. Oh. <laughs> I love it. By the way, uh, you know what? Uh, not, maybe we can even use this opportunity to discuss this uh, like new character. Maybe you can even say a few words because uh, that was probably started uh, at the uh, like around that time, no? When you were at Olympus and uh, then you moved to uh, Jones, you say. And then I asked... Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly when, but uh, at some point, uh, Nutoro started with these uh, like uh, oh my God. images, and uh, man, this they will they will come back. You you understand that, right? These images I, will start popping up in the next bull market, I believe. I think so. Um, 
Diamond Pepe's haven't minted out yet either, though. So you could you could still grab one. Uh, if if yeah. Toro listens to this, he's gonna gonna yell at me. Um, I don't know. I think JoJo's picture is a lot better. I mean, look at that. That is a beautiful cow. <laughs> yeah, look, look, at that look at that heifer. Look at that handsome cow or ox or whatever. But that yeah, the cow with the hair. <laughs> so true story. The first time I met JoJo, um, we were interviewing for somebody to help us on the strategy side. And that's where JoJo contributes. Um, though in a small organization like Jones, uh, you tend to wear a lot of hats in his case, I guess a lot of beautiful man wigs. But uh, first time I met him, his uh, profile picture was a Cheshire cat. And I was like, is this guy Danny? Like he's Italian, or at least he sounds Italian. He's got the Cheshire cat going. And I was like, do you wear Crocs? Like, do you own white sunglasses? Because I don't know that we can really, like, is he down bad? Is he down bad or something? Like, did Wag, like, did Wag me fall through or what's going on? What's a Cheshire cat, by, by, by the way? I have no idea what it means. It's from Alice uh, Wonderland. Yeah, the cat. The, the uh, okay. Yeah, that's actually so cool. So, uh, guys, maybe you can tell us uh, a bit at first because it's your first time uh, here. Like, what is even Jones DAO and how it started? Because I can tell you, like, the way I remember it at least. I was following, like, in the early days of uh, Arbitrum and when I heard of it at least, uh, there weren't that many, uh, like, uh, DAPs, like, for sure, not even close to what happened, like, uh, you know, uh, like. Uh, ever since a few uh, months ago or a year ago. And I was uh, following the Dopex ecosystem. And then at some point, uh, the Jones Dow like uh, appeared out of nowhere. And I think that uh, they caught my attention. You guys caught my attention with uh, like, I think two basic things. Uh, first of all, you guys, you guys have offered like, uh, at least the way I interpret it, it as a very non-sophisticated uh, DeFi users, uh, user, of course. Uh, like a kind of a, like an automation play on uh, on Dopex uh, because I, I thought to myself, okay, this Dopex stuff is pretty much like almost 100% too complicated uh, for me. But I think that Jones Dow offers like all kinds of uh, strategies that are going to help me like uh, like actually uh, perform on the fact that I think that Dopex is building something good, even if I don't know how to like uh, leverage, it, leverage it myself. It seems like the Jones Dow uh, team uh, might know how to do it uh, themselves for me. And also, I really think that you guys have taken the cultural uh, aspect and like the memes aspect of uh, stuff to the next level over there, especially with the hats. Uh, stuff you we were mentioning uh, hats a few uh, <laughs> moments ago, but you know because John's now in a way it's all about hat the hat logo and you used to have like uh, th that little uh, like uh, when you used to take hat your profile picture yeah. and you would hat yourself you did yeah. hat this was so beach, funny beach ball yeah beach ball used to do that for people yeah yeah I remember that, that. that was so funny man so like uh, to the more experienced uh, like uh, DeFi users. What is actually Jones Dow, how it started, and how it's going? Sure. So I'll give you the TLDR at the beginning. So basically, um, I think so Jones Dow was this idea that was basically Ultra and Ice. And it was actually in the beginning, Zen was part of it. And then Zen left before launch. Um, but the idea was basically to 
build something on top of Dofex. You had a bunch of Dofex maxis and they wanted to do something with options. And so they got together and I think it was like over the course of two weeks, made a decision to do it. Um, Ultra is the lead dev put together, uh, you know, all this stuff and Ivan who does our front end along with uh, Fox who does these beautiful designs and came together and did all this stuff. And it just kind of like, it kind of was the zeitgeist at the moment, right? Dopex was flying, Arbitrum was flying. It was a bull season. It was kind of like, I think it was November of 2021. And so I think, yeah, so things were still, you know, high flying and then Tetranode took notice. And so all of a sudden you had, uh, you had DCF God, small cap scientist, um, Tetranode and, uh, guys like David Ike and Mr. Pink, and you just had all these like KOLs uh, shilling this thing. And um, so they did like a pretty small raise, but then they did a token sale. I don't know what, what it was called. I, I, I was actually on the Olympus team at the time. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think it got botted and they raised something like 50 something million dollars. And they were like, uh, we should give it back and do it again. I remember that. I tried to participate on that sale and couldn't because it all ended like within a second. And my friend, yeah. uh, he, which is a much bigger investor than myself, he also did it. But then he was eligible to uh, to go to the like second part. Yeah. So they gave it all back and i always so cool. like to joke with people uh like we were having a conversation with the temple guy the temple guys had uh through some stables in JUSDC for a while and uh you know they were doing they were feeling us out we were feeling them out and there was a funny conversation i had with one of them and you know they were saying well you know like the track record we don't really kind of have like a track record with you guys i'm like well you don't have a track record, but no one gives back more money than we do. You know, we gave back 50 something million and they're like, oh yeah. And uh, apparently I'd forgotten the temple had some huge RFV thing with DCF or uh, yeah, DCF. <laughs> and they gave back like 80 million. I'm like, all right, fine. You beat us by like 30. <laughs> but we, we won their, we won their business. So it was fine. You know, it was fine. But um, so fast forward to today, um, Jones L looks completely different than it did before. It started off as something that was built on top of Dopex, um, and it's kind of evolved over time, right? We we basically we we had uh, our legacy product uh, that we or our strategy, as we call them, uh, and we called those the uh, basically the the we call them legacy vaults now because they don't exist, but you could you know, deposit RDPX or deposit DPX or deposit ETH. And we would uh, use DopeX to kind of look for uh, vol opportunities or just arbitrage opportunities. And we had a pretty good track record. I mean, we beat the underlying to the day we closed that vault. Yeah. And uh, so proud of that. But what we realized was that it wasn't scalable, right? Like there, there wasn't enough volume there for us to scale that to kind of our ambitions enter something that we called MetaVaults. And MetaVaults actually were a really good idea. Um, MetaVaults were basically a way for folks to LP. And then what we would do is we'd take a percentage of their LP and they'd use it 
you would choose if you want to do a, a bull strategy, bear strategy, or a neutral strategy, which is basically an auto compounder. And uh, we would just go and you know purchase with some of the yield options, and it was a way for people to kind of hedge their exposure, and it was pretty good. Um, we had the vaults capped out because we were kind of testing out the technology at the time. And then we kind of made a decision that we wanted to expand them quite a lot uh, and do something a lot bigger and have them be like for anything that has ETH associated with it. So we were going to build a factory. And then unfortunately, uh, after we finished our audit, we found out that Dopex is deprecating the uh, options vaults. <laughs> so uh, that was unfortunate. Um, that set us back, but in the interim, uh, we had built something that is our kind of biggest product now called, uh, it's called JGLP and JUSDC. And so what we basically do there, and, and it's been kind of the, the theme of Jones from the beginning, is to try and take complicated stuff and just make it very simple in a way that most people probably wouldn't want to manage it themselves if they had to, or wouldn't be capable of doing it, or just honestly want somebody else to do it for them. Maybe they're busy, maybe they just don't have time uh, or experience, right? Like that was kind of what we always wanted to do is make things simple for folks. And so what JGLP basically does is it takes GLP, which is uh, GMX's LP, and um, it's a basket of stables and BTC, ETH, and then uh, a little sprinkle of Chainlink and Uniswap. Not sure why, but they're in there. And uh, what it basically does is, it, no offense to Link Marines or you know, Uniswap people, just uh, just strange those two randomly. Uh, and then what it does is, um, it the whole idea was to try and leverage it. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story, and I can ruffle some feathers with it because I think it's funny. So when the vault started off. Uh, we had this idea and we thought like, this is a huge idea. Like we think it's really pretty groundbreaking. We want to leverage this thing and basically get kind of the, it's, it was like 0.7, the beta of ETH, but you know, you're getting this multiplier on yields. And at the time, the historical yield on GLP was between 20 to 22%. So we're effectively getting a multiplier on that. So you're getting like the, a little bit less than the exposure of ETH you're getting all this yield and you know the market had already kind of bottomed out and people really i think were looking for something like this and so we pitched this idea to a bunch of lenders and nobody wanted to take the risk because we didn't have this idea of JUSDC. and so we had pitched the idea first off to mikey from vesta i don't know if you guys remember vesta they just went yeah, under recently one. yeah and um anyway. man oh man that was strange because we, we, we put this in their lap and they were like, well, we can give you uh, a million in collateral if you put up like a million in Jones collateral. And I remember our head of strategy basically just like left the chat, sent me a bunch of expletives in the end <laughs> and was like, no, screw this. Uh, talked to Abra and Abra at the time, they asked, they, we probably had like five meetings with Abra and um, it just, we just couldn't get to a, we just couldn't get to like a number we were comfortable with because we felt that this was something that had a lot of legs. And then funny enough, I think once we dissolved that, they ended up with something called magic LP, which was their way of doing it. Um, we, we talked to a bunch of other folks, but there, there was no appetite. And so we just said, all right, well, we got it. Whoa. Uh, 
whoever that was, I, I hope you're okay. Um, and so what we ended up doing was we, um, we ended up building JUSDC and JUSDC was the reason we were able to do all this. It basically shaves off a portion of the leverage yield from USDC or from uh, GLP and uses it to pay the depositors in there. And the way that we back tested the, the, the strategies was such that um, the risk of having principal loss on USDC needed to be as low as possible because we wanted people to feel comfortable in it. And while it's not something that is, you know, uh, risk-free, because nothing is risk-free and we never advertise it as such, I think the team did an amazing job. And, you know, we, we, we survived through the USDC DPEG on it. Everything performed as well. And um, it's been our best strategy to date. Um, but yeah, the, you know, a lot is coming this year. We have a lot of stuff that we're working on. We have so much we could talk about, specifically Jones Labs, but also our GMX product. Or I got to stop saying that. Our GMX strategy, we're calling uh, J JGM, which is going to be, uh, I think, really, really great for folks that are looking for kind of the JGLP experience, but with the new GM vaults on uh, GMX. So, yeah, I wanted just to ask finish the that. paper on that. Yeah. So, like, GMX is come out with GMX v2, big upgrade. Um, it's been, uh, I guess, pretty pretty impactful already. Uh, but it but it does change the structure of like GLP and how the mm -hmm. the the vaults work, right? By moving to this like two sided asset strategy. So, like, yeah. what what exactly does the GM do? Like, wait, how do you how do you guys integrate that into the vaults? Jojo, you wrote the paper. Why don't yeah. you tell them? Uh, I'll, I'll try to put out some details without spoiling everything, right? No, so, spoil it. Spoil okay. it. No, spoil it. Do it. Everything. So, Basically, uh, the, the biggest difference, right, is that uh, GLP is a bunch of coins, uh, right, uh, mm -hmm. all wrapped in a single token. In here, instead, uh, we have uh, several pools, right? So what is the what was the, the natural uh, evolution of all of this? Uh, recreating an experience that was similar to that, uh, to uh, GLP, because people really love the GLP, but with these uh, several pools. So we are basically creating this JGM that uh, uh, is going to leverage... Uh, in the same fashion that JGLP does, but with several pool with different weights, right? Because uh, there was an initial reason why in uh, GLP uh, there is a target weight for Ethereum, for BTC, and a different type of weight for uh, uh, Uni and Link and so on. It's because there is uh, indeed uh, a price risk, a price action risk. So we are recreating something similar, but uh, without the boundaries, right? For example, there is a pool in um, in GMX, which is the Solana pool that currently is making uh, huge numbers, and we don't want people to not be able to access the yield. So um, that's uh, what we are creating, which makes uh, the architecture a little bit more complex uh, to realize because internally we're gonna have to establish target weights uh, and weight rebalance, but we're doing it in a way that is uh, uh, efficient, uh, both capital-wise in terms of uh, us operating the vault uh, and capital. Uh, Mm, capital efficient more than wise and uh, capital efficient from the standpoint of uh, uh, users. Uh, one thing that I have to say is that a lot of uh, uh, stuff was solved because, um, you know, a lot of folks have created the product on GLP. One thing that uh, created a lot of problem and not a lot of 
people didn't realize is that the amount of stables in GRP fluctuates a lot, really, really, really a lot, right? Uh, and we have a bunch of data, but basically it can go from 60% to 25%, which changes how GLP moves a lot. This doesn't happen, okay, with the GM tokens now, since the new open interest mechanism that GMX has put in place helps give this stabilization and also the influx of TVL of the last few months, thanks to Steve, has really helped stabilizing that. So that is something uh, that is going to work even better on our side, at least. And yes, this is basically what uh, what we are creating. The same experience of JGLP, but uh, translated on V2 of GMX, which actually means that uh, the token is gonna represent uh, several pools and not only one. I think there's one other aspect to touch on, which is that GMX is officially not giving Arbitrum Stip to GLP because they're trying to get people to use GM. It's a more efficient model for them. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be another big part of it as well for us, which is going to be that we'll have GMX's support in different ways. Uh, whenever the L, the long-term STIP comes, for those that aren't familiar, Arbitrum uh, is uh, giving out ARB tokens because they have to, um, <laughs> unironically, uh, they do have to. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where um, the whole ecosystem is being driven by the DAO and by this hype around Arbitrum. And um, I think it's, it's, it's important for them to, to continue supporting the projects that, that make Arbitrum special, um, especially considering that, you know, Metis is doing it, Optimism is doing a new program, you have Blast coming out, you have all these other things, but you know, that's going to be another a large part too. And we have our farms up right now. We actually just uh, turned off uh, for the remainder of the stip, which ends uh, in March, at the middle of March, or the end of March, excuse me, March 29th. Um, we had a small barrier to entry on that farm um, just to try and keep the, just, just keep mercenary capital out. Uh, but we removed it just to try and be as competitive as possible for the last few months. And so I would say that when we develop this GM strategy that, you know, like I said, Jojo just finished the paper on and now it's in the hands of Ultra, who I see in the audience. Um, I, I think that it's, I think we're going to be able to attract a lot of people to the platform who are either using it on their own, but want more exposure or just want something that kind of maybe feels like the old GLP did. Uh, because right now it's a little overweight on, on non-stables. So yeah. they're going to get good data. They're going to get good, uh, you know, good rewards out of it. And, you know, hopefully we're able to execute the way that people have come to know from Jones. Um, Do you, I, I did want to ask with the introduction of other perp taxes into the Arbitrum ecosystem, specifically Hyperliquid and Vertex, uh, taking significant volume share, uh, mm -hmm. this not, but not open interest, right? You look at the open interest of GMX, it's sitting at like, what, like 250 million right now, um, yeah. versus, uh, hyperliquid, which only has about hundred million. Uh, I think vertex has about 50 million. Uh, are you guys looking at these other avenues? Uh, I know, I know, I know they're different models and it's, yeah. it's a little bit different, but, uh, how does that affect your guys' strategy going forward? Having all these different options now, other than GMX. I mean, I think. 
if you're going to build something that's scalable, you kind of have to start at the biggest one. We have had some ideas though, to actually build like a, let's say an indexed strategy where we take all of these things and then we kind of use some leverage to kind of make it special. And that still might be the end game here, right? Like, you know, a good example is Mux, right? So for those not familiar with Mux, Mux is, think about like uh, how aggregators of DEXs work, right? They kind of fish, like Llama is a good one. You have Ordo, you have a bunch of them, uh, Open Ocean, Para. They look around and they try and get you the best execution. And Mux is the same thing. I think uh, like the GMX uh, whale trader who always trades, I can't remember his name off the top of my head but he actually stopped using GMX and started using Mux because, well, one, one, they're refunding fees right now, but two is also, it would just give him the best execution wherever he was, whether that was GMX, whether that was somewhere else. So I think that uh, the end game might be something like that, right? Where you kind of have some aggregation uh, built in. The thing is that they all kind of work differently. Uh, yeah. like Mux has this 15 minute delay thing. So that would make liquidations a little weird and, um, you know, like, yeah, we like, you know, it's funny, I'm getting a DM from Shreddy. Uh, and I was I was thinking about that too. Should I say or not? So like, yeah, like we've talked with Hyperliquid, we've talked with all these guys, like we are, the thing about Jones, that's powerful, I think, is that we have to have a lot of friends. Um, because we build on top of people, which is kind of a pain in the butt for guys like Ultra, because he's constantly <laughs> having to stay up to date with everything. <laughs> and yes, do all this stuff. These people in the DMs and like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a lot, right? It's a lot of BD that goes in, and you know, unfortunately, we have to say no a lot, but that doesn't mean it's no forever. Like we've, you know, we have a good relationship with the Vela guys. You know, I, I don't have a problem with Vela. It's just that we're not there yet. You know, but that could happen. I could easily see us building something where it's a percentage of Mox, a percentage of Vela, percentage of Hyperliquid, percentage of Vertex, percentage of GM. And we just kind of use that to kind of farm all these rewards collectively and then do this stuff. Someone mentioned it was Andrew Kane, so thank you. Yeah. yeah. In, uh, in the end, uh, right, it's, um, it's more of a time constraint slash uh, opportunity costing in the sense that uh, as Jones uh, and like every organization, we have a limited uh, uh, resource amount of uh, people, time, and so on, right? So uh, if, yeah. if we had infinity of uh, devs, we could just uh, do whatever. Uh, we don't, like everybody. So when you tap into a market, uh, for sure you go for uh, the big dog initially, right? Because as you said, the open interest is dead eye in GMX. Um, not because the, the others don't work, but GMX is uh, the one that has uh, shown the, the most... Uh, um, it's the most re resilient, right? Uh, it's uh, tested in time and so on. So whoever has um, a lot of capital feel more comfortable using that uh, compared to others. Yeah. And so it, it's a necessity if you want to have uh, the, the liquidity leverage like we do to first uh, tap into that. And then we yeah. can for sure try to iterate the same model into others, but there are also other opportunities, other type of value that can be uh, pursued other type of protocols. So even, even GMX, like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, CoinFlip is a good friend of mine. And I remember when GM came out, um, he was telling us that some people are going to be launching on GM when it, when it kind of lands. And, you know, it, as tempting as it is to do that and be a first mover, we've always to, I think some people's 
disappointment sometimes is that we, we tend to act a little bit slower because I think things that we build, we really want to make sure they work before we put them out. Um, you know, nothing is perfect in this life, but like we want to make sure we have something that acts the way we think it's going to act, um, performs well. We want to make sure that we do a good audit and that things are efficient. And I think that, you know, when GM came out, what was happening is that most of the capital was in GLP and we didn't really know how to assess it coming to GM because with GM, yeah, perps are different than synthetics, right? Like they have different risk tolerances. Like with a, you know, what we didn't know, like what, what, what is the maximum gain loss before you're forced to close a position? How, how do those GM pools operate, right? Like we had a test net, but um, it's a lot of the stuff you kind of have to see in production. And so um, as, like I said, as tempting as it was to build something right away, um, you know, we kind of had some ideas, but we needed to see things kind of play out because for a long time, the GM pools were not whale friendly. So if you had any type of size, you, you would just do better using the GLP side, the V1 than the V2. That's changed a lot. And so now that GM product that they've got has become robust enough and, uh, you know, kudos to the GMX team. They're always building uh, incredible stuff of quality yeah. and they're very professional and, um, you know, it, it's, it's constantly a pleasure working alongside them. And I think we get along really well. And, um, you know, I, I, I love that they're constantly pushing the boundary here. Um, plus I love looking at Tano's profile picture constantly. So <laughs> them, it's great, but, uh, no, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, um, you know, we, we, we really, I hate to use like a kind of cliche, but it's like, we really do like to measure twice and cut once. And that's why we were so careful. I don't know if it's a good pivot into it, but that's why we were so careful when we got into the Jones lab stuff. And that's actually why we launched Jones labs is because we wanted to have a space where we could show people what we're working on, um, kind of test it out a bit with some disclaimers, but then really take people's temperature on it. We've had incredible feedback from the community on it. And that kind of led us to the decision about that. We want to expand the V3 strategy stuff. Uh, which I think is is the most interesting pivot for us as as Jones because we've always kind of always been about options, um, and you know Metavault's V two, which we're actually we're actually working on uh, something for it, uh, which we can talk about. But um, we plan to revive it. The code is basically done. It's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, automation stuff that needs to get done. But it's it's complex. Um, but maybe Jojo, um, actually, before we do that, if you're listening to this and you haven't liked or retweeted or commented <laughs> or, or or followed all of these <laughs> fine folks, um, why are you even here? We're all here for the culture. So you should ingrain yourself and be part of it. Um, but you. yeah, I think yeah. I think what's really interesting is so I do want to talk a little bit of shit about the V3 markets because I think V3 is like crazy. I think uni V3 is, it, it is amazing. It to me it's it's incredible. That. Right. It's incredible what it does. It creates an, an well, optional market. At well, a, it, it, it's more so that, that people hate using it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like every protocol yeah. we speak with is like, yeah, we just have it in V3 full range. We don't want to deal with it. I don't blame them. 
Yeah, don't blame. Close enough time for them. Yeah. Get everybody in the multi sig every five minutes. Oh, oh, oh we're out of range. We gotta manage <laughs> it again. Hey guys, stop what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But is but is the answer to use something like Gamma or one of the other providers who essentially become your liquidity manager? I mean, is that the is that the answer at the end of the day? Well, I mean, honestly, like you know, I was I was talking with the guys over at Dopex because they have um, they have a lot of their poll on Camelot, which is first of all, the Camelot team is the best decks on Arbitrum. Man, yeah. I've been trying to get him on for a while. Tell him, tell him this. He, he, listen, you know how busy these guys, they're like a three-person team. It's insane. I, I don't know how they do it. Um, actually, uh, I'll let them leak it. But um, there's, they are, uh, they have a bunch of poll on, on, on Camelot, but they chose to put RDPX, uh, ETH, and the RT ETH on Curve. And I, I was asking, you know, the guys over there, I was like, hey, like, what's curious? Like, why not Camelot? And they're like, because just the A factor. It's just easy for us to manage on Curve rather than the V3 stuff. It's just it's cleaner for us, it's easier for us to manage on the multi -sig. So I get it. I totally get it. And, you know, if you take a look at uh, Gamma Strategies, um, who got hacked, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, and, and, and this isn't their... You know, this isn't their first issue, and it really sucks when people have have these issues. Um, and we've seen this across other strategies too. I think Wise the other day, which is another uh, manager, like if if you're not experienced and if you're not very careful, you 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 could you could really wreck a lot of people, right? And um, you know, I think that the way that Gamma got hit was that they had stable pairs, and the range of allowable movement in there was. I think it's like fifty to two hundred percent for a stable pair, which is which is yeah, appropriate. Is uh, basically in case of a flash loan, uh, they add the uh, dev triggers, right? When you have uh, uh, flash loans and stuff like that, so, um, especially stable pairs, uh, you you want to have a trigger when there is a price change that is above a certain threshold. It was just set too high, basically, uh, which uh, it's it's not how you do when we have uh, a pair of two assets uh, that are pegged because uh, yes there can be fluctuation we know from stake it stake it can be pegged 10 10 whatever but uh, in the case of a flash loan you want you don't want to allow the thing to move uh, more than a certain percentage right yeah. so basically that that's was that was the issue and, yeah and they, just they lost like 3.4 million dollars in that exploit so yeah and they would have lost a lot more if the hacker was more diligent um Kind of like that socket thing where people could have got wrecked if oh, yeah, that was... hacker had some more brains. But um, <laughs> honestly, though, like, and I don't bring this up to like FUD gamma strategies. Like, I'm, I'm I, I kind of telling the story where you know. Then we said, all right, well, th th this all kind of happened when Gamma had interviewed us to kind of say how we, you know, if we have any questions or anything for building a V3 for uh, like on top of Camelot, and you know, we had we didn't really have designs on doing this ourselves. Uh, but we, you know, we talked to them because, all right, well, this is what they're doing. And we had a lot of opinions on it because, uh, Halco is a former Trader Joe guy and Jojo has had his hands in this for a while on, you know, playing with the Trader Joe baskets and, um, building strategies himself with this. And so we said, all right, well, let's do a little competitive, uh, you know, competitive observation. So we took a look at Arrakis, we took a look at Maverick, we took a look at, um, really a lot of these providers and we found that there really wasn't 
we, we didn't think that the competitive moat was actually was actually really deep at all. And I think that when you pair that with the fact that protocol and liquidity, which is the largest source of you know deposits and DeFi for most like native stuff, and then then you have usually strategies like if you look a VC firm who is managing liquidity on Uniswap V3 is not going to pay a strategy manager, right? They're just going to do it themselves. So your target market and who's out there right now, we thought that there was a big enough opportunity. So, you know what, let's, let's see what's going on. So, so we talked to the guys over at DeFi Edge um, and we took a look at their infrastructure and we said, all right, like, we could basically use this infrastructure to implement some of the stuff that's been in JoJo's head. So we said, let's try it. So we did it with, with three different strategies, um, did it very slowly, very little marketing, and we started to kind of learn more. And so we just recently uh, did a V2 upgrade. So now we have better IL, we have different uh, certain permanent loss, we have, we have just maybe like tighter stuff going on and we're learning and we're growing, but this is where we're gonna start to actually plant our flag uh, here and say, you know what, like we think we have a differentiator between some of these other guys. You know, look, any, anybody can get exploited, right? Like I, 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 I am constantly amazed by new things that happen. And again, I wanna you know, say that if you were a victim of any of this stuff, you know, my heart goes out to you because this stuff is horrible. Um, but at Jones, for what it's worth, we've never been hacked, we've never had any type of economic exploit on us. Um, and we're very, 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 very meticulous and very thoughtful about how we do things. And so it's kind of with that in mind that we made the decision that we want to push forward into this. And so Jojo, who's been kind of leading the charge on this for a while, and getting in some of the most beautiful verbal arguments with our head of strategy that I've ever heard, um, to date. <laughs> but, but this is how we operate. We just a bunch of like, yes. really, no, you have, you have like a bunch of like, I mean, I'll be honest, like high IQ autistic people yelling at each other about math and it's fantastic. <laughs> and, and at the end of it though, it's like, we find a middle ground and that's how we get better is we just, we just literally have to pick out all of the things that we find. And, and the thing that we're going to, I think revolutionize here when we, start to transform this stuff is how people actually feel the yield because our biggest contention here is that people don't like using v3 because they don't ever see the result like you say it's like okay you're it's a 600 percent over seven days okay uh sure how much of that was the token moving up or down how much of that is actually trade fees where do i see the size of my position that's moved how do you show performance? And, and, you know, there's no rule, there's no book for this. There's no like guidebook for this. There's no anything. So everything has to be built from scratch. And it's only through the feedback of our community and just our own self getting each other. And like, we have an incredible design team, incredible front end team thinking about these problems that we're going to really start to hopefully change that for folks. And so We've already made some very quiet backroom deals with folks that they're going to move their poll over to us when we're ready. Um, and we're working on some specialized strategies. It's not just going to be what we have right now, but um, I would say if you are somebody that is interested in, you know, LPing and the rewards that come with it and farming those rewards in an interesting way, um, definitely keep an eye on us and, you know, compare us to others. And I think that you're going to be, I think you're going to be really hard pressed to find something better, but 
Um, I don't know, Jojo, do you want to kind of maybe unpack a little bit about, about yeah. this? Because this is really your baby. So I, I want to shut up so, for a minute. So, um, okay, the UNIV3 helping is complex. It's complex not only because of the technology and the math that uh, uh, cross over the, the, the market movement, uh, but also to create a product as a market fit in terms of uh, how users want to use it, right? Because uh, the first thing that is difficult is creating the proper accounting system. You do the DLP, but uh, how do you account for your position in dollar, in it, in uh, GMX, uh, in, uh, in, in bananas? What do you do? Uh, why are you doing it? Do you want to accumulate the APR? Do you want to have exposure to the to asset? You can use DLP, for example, as just a way to have a portfolio of two assets that constantly rebalance uh, one to each other. It's basically a way to be, um, let, let's say you LP GMX against it. You basically have a portfolio that is composed by the two coin and you rebalance these two coin when certain market movement happens, right? So. Um, you have a bunch of users that might have different uh, ideas on how to use it, and you need to provide uh, uh, this uh, this product. And so the way we are doing it, and we are doing it in an iterative way, that's why it's in the labs, uh, to also gather feedback from people and so on, is first creating some base strategy that uh, should be good uh, to be used when the user wants to just... Uh, uh, sitting there, thinks the market is going to range uh, as a neutral stance and so on. But then uh, we're going to create another strategy more complex uh, for people that have a different view on the market. And this is something uh, that we also have with Metavolts, right? Metavolts is, uh, uh, was the equivalent of the LPing with the, um, uh, this LP product with the V2, okay? You basically had uh, the... LP on V2 plus options, but you could choose uh, your direction. You could, lose, uh, you could choose a bull bolt or a bear bolt accordingly to the view that you had on the market, right? And uh, it's something that we are exploring, okay, in terms of uh, uh, product to give to the users for the LP uh, as well, because uh, while nobody likes V3 because it's complex to manage, all DEXs are moving into this direction. We have seen it uh, with uh, with the steep, for example, um, uh, with the exchanges uh, putting uh, the incentives uh, on top of V3 instead of V2. Why? Because in the end, it's more efficient to have liquidity concentrated into certain range. So, if you want to have uh, exposure to this type of product, you need to be on V3. And if you need to be on V3, you need to have uh, something, either an algo or a human, <laughs> you go to a fund, whatever that uh, manage this uh, position. And that's the gap that we're trying uh, to fill here. Uh-oh, Sam's muted. muted. All right, so yeah, I wanted to ask about the Arbitrum tip, guys. Um, we're yeah. in the middle of it. We got a couple more months, a couple more weeks. Um, it's never gonna end. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, you, you think- No, really, it's not, it's, no, it's not gonna end. You think these are like permanent, Incentive program yeah. that we have now. It's not short term, but like long term now. Well, I'll I'll answer your question with a question. If I am somebody that has a significant amount of capital here, and I'm farming the Arbitrum step, and it's the end of March, and over on Vitalik's mom's chain, <laughs> I can go over to uh, I can go over there, and I can earn the same rewards I was earning during the step. Or I can take, you know, <laughs> fifteen hundred basis points here. 
you know, JUSDC is like 63%. There's 10 million in there just in the USDC side. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, do I want to earn 63% or do I want to earn like 12? Okay. Or I can go over to Vitalik's mom's chain and I can get all of this Metis, which is now worth like what? $7,000 per token or something stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, all because they're giving away. Look, Metis is the gas token. A third of the revenue is just going straight back. So they're literally saying, look, if you if you come to Metis, like if you're a builder, you're like, look, come to Metis, we'll pay you to be here. Well, Blast okay, is so with that, that Okay, so Blast is doing it too. What else is happening? So now you have OKX launching, right? They're doing something. You also have Optimism. What did they do? They fought, they basically said, all right, this whole like thing where we vote, no, we're centralizing it, okay? <laughs> Which is honestly, no, look, it's good, all right? It is good because things happen fast, okay? You know, like, look, if you want to make a snap decision and you want it to be a good decision, all right, unless it's Saddam Hussein, right? Like, you know, uh, uh, maybe you have like three or four other guys in the room and that's all you want. You want a small committee and then you can act swiftly and you can keep up. So that's optimism, right? So with that as the backdrop, does anybody here really think that Arbitrum is going to say, you know what, let's let this simmer for like six months, okay? Let's see what happens and then let's come back with another step. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, but what about what about this? It's where free bird. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to Telex Bob's house. Well, uh, and by the way, that's not FUD on Arbitrum. That's just like, that's just the reality of it, right? When the Fed starts printing money, they don't stop printing money. Yeah, that's okay? true. Like the Avalanche Foundation. Literally said they're think- going to buy meme coins. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to support meme coins into the ecosystem or something like that, like to have their own meme coins. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, this is, there's no, there's no reason to have a multi-billion dollar platform and not support the builders there. And that is what Arbitrum is going to do. And I I think the good thing about Arbitrum though, is that they got very lucky, right? They got the community before the token. And- I I would just say that it wasn't just luck, you know? But uh, I think that uh, they weren't just lucky about it. They were like positioned to do it. And there's a reason that uh, all these kind of like uh, new projects uh, and innovative projects and capital were attracted to uh, Arbitrum first, you know? Yeah, but- Nick Nick Westlake, because like we had- Peter, killer BD guys, okay? Killer. They made a lot of this happen. They did. Yeah. But what about the political aspect of how the voting went last time, right? We only had about like 50 projects that made the cut. Uh, there was a lot of people that didn't. And I know they did the um, catch up step, the yep. catch up step as well, too. Okay. Uh, but does this just get generalized across? Because, I mean, the next round of voting, I mean, you could, uh, there's a ton of work that went into getting wow. those applications ready, the amount of man hours that went into uh, just getting this out and, and having certain projects like Ave who forgot to put final on their forum post uh, be left out, right? Like it, it's, to, I don't know. It, to it be was, fair, to be fair though, like, you know, and, and, and Jojo is probably chomping at the bit, but I'm actually sort of trying to save him because he's on so many of these committees that like, I don't know what he should and shouldn't say. So <laughs> yeah. this is where, this is where I, I can come in and save, save you Jojo. But if you want to interrupt me and possibly get in the way of your own bag, by all means, but, <laughs> 
I just, I just I, really I, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you. I'll, here's the shovel. Go ahead. <laughs> because uh, basically, this thing has to be looked. Uh, you have to zoom out uh, to to understand what is going on. So steep. Uh, was and is uh, amazing uh, in the sense of a first iteration of a broader program, but it had a lot of issue. Uh, the one that you said is an example. The other is that it was uh, capped and then uh, because of this, uh, for example, uh, Sushi and Savi um, created the back fund uh, proposal for uh, the others that uh, were approved but weren't in the letterboard. And so now you have the LTIP that was just voted, exactly. which is going to be the pilot program, right? Uh, in which uh, it, um, basically we, we're going to try to do the, the, the stuff that uh, did work uh, without the stuff that didn't. For example, there was a problem with delegates that didn't really add a way to uh, manage 100 different proposals. So there's going to be a council and a set of advisors that uh, will be able to vote uh, on the proposals uh, and the advisor will be able to advise protocols that uh, didn't have uh, the chance to get uh, feedback and delegates can be able to overturn this. And this is the pilot, right? So if the pilot works, uh, it's just the pilot of a longer term incentive program, right? So it's, it's an iterative process. Uh, by the way, I'm a candidate as an advisor here, so please vote for me. Uh, and uh, but it's an iterative process that is gonna get better, hopefully, over time with the experience that we get. Because what you said, uh, it's it's totally fine, it, and it's totally right. You can't have a protocol not getting uh, the grant uh, because they didn't change the label, right? It's it's stupid. I'll put it a different <laughs> way, right? Like because this is really important. Like if you're a protocol and you're not eligible for a SIP, you're out competed on Arbitrum. Yeah, you can't compete. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but then that creates political divisions within the the in and out groups that exactly. that, that don't make the cut. I, I I am I am the wrong person for this because I am we're, not. We're all the wrong people for this because I we don't. I am not a decentralization maxi. Like for me, it's all business. It's like look, like <laughs> if you don't have friends in the right places, you better make them. Honestly, I, I, hate, I hate to say it. Yeah, but yeah. you like I I would say that there's like core protocols like, um, you know, it was surprising to me that well I maybe maybe this is just like Curve's lack of Arbitrum outreach at the time, but yeah, Curve barely well, they don't care about they they don't care about Arbitrum. Yeah, they should. They don't though. care. There's not even Convex here. Uh, yeah, they should. Right? Though. Yeah, there's a reason why when Camelot launches their gauge system, I won't say when, but it's you just keep your eye on Twitter. It's going to be huge because it's the only gauge system of relevance on Arbitrum. Mm -hmm. So you have all of these protocols that moved over all of their protocol and liquidity to Camelot, and they're going to have the only gauge system that matters. And so now they're going to be able to use their XGrail for gauges. And <laughs> like pe people are not like, like them is, is curve then going to pay attention or is, is balancer going to do something? Cause like we have an aura, uh, auto compounder and like, we'd love to have it on an arbitrum, but it doesn't exist, hmm. you know? So these are things that, that, you know, you can only do so much like, like does Ave matter more than radiant? I don't think so. I think radiant matters more than Ave, frankly, plus they're much more profitable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think that the big projects they uh, they still like 
they mostly think about uh, like mainnet because most of the like urine. Is on mainnet so uh, they I don't was on like arbitrum spaces with urine and the guy was there he was the head of their audit thing okay and by the way this is like just after they got they like had their whole treasury drained or something it's zero strategies on arbitrum why are they there <laughs> yeah i'm sitting here as somebody that's built strategies for arbitrum native protocols next to somebody who's like the biggest I don't know, pounder person now, I don't know, on mainnet, like, I don't know, to me, Beefy's more relevant, but whatever. E either way, like, this is, this is who we're, we're giving money. Like, we should, like, Arbitrum should be giving uh, a preference, and, and I realize it was done democratically, but, like, Arbitrum should be giving preference to folks that put Arbitrum first, yeah. right? And I'm not saying that because, oh, I want more. I'm saying that because that's how you grow the ecosystem. And Arbitrum was so successful at growing that ecosystem. And to continue that success, you have to draw people to make Arbitrum first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Camelot is interesting because they've openly said, look, we're not interested in going to other chains. We're here. We want to be, like, in my mind, they're the velodrome of Arbitrum. And I know Velo gets a lot of hate, but, like, they're, they're successful and they're here. And that's just how it is. Uh, look, Sam, in the end, uh, you're right when you said that uh, you need to have uh, friends and connection, but uh, uh, we have to look at it the right way. Um, our coin, our best coin, has been out for uh, uh, less than a year now, but uh, that means that uh, the whole mechanism of uh, governance of the DAO and so on has uh, been live for a year. If you, as a team in Arbitrum, don't have someone that is at least uh, in a few chat, in a few governance chat, right? Or reads the forum of sure, look, we are this protocol, we are doing this, this let's talk together. You're not doing a good service uh, to your community. And um, it's it's easy to, to be in there. You just literally have to be in this chat, talk, show up in a few calls that are like, uh, a gazillion calls every week about different arguments so you just need to take on what you like right and just be there but you need as a protocol to be there because this is a, an ecosystem that is getting bigger and bigger you need to be there and uh, make uh, your voice be heard yeah <clears throat> now can i say something can i your uh pfp reminds me of like klaus schwab with some leopard glasses on <laughs> Yeah. I, but so if, if, you, if you if you zoom out of it, if you zoom out of it, it's the it's uh, the guy from uh, uh, what is it from American Psycho? But I suppose <laughs> that those two are basically the same at this point. Uh, totally uh, so, how come you guys aren't in Davos right now, um, bumping shoulders with <clears throat> Wef? What makes you think we're not? <laughs> well, I guess Jojo, Jojo just came back from the mountains, right? I'm literally eating yeah. bugs right now. Like... Are you like trying to, out, like, to see what kind of bugs are you going to like market to the public? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 when I was a kid, they had these lollipops with like scorpions in them and stuff. And I, what? Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen those things, but uh, maybe on TV, I'm, man. I'd be frightened, yeah. man. I'd oh, I remember back, those. Uh, yeah, those are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we know Sam is a psychopath. So no, it's that, it's that uh, like Western thing. I mean, they have them in Texas, right? Like they have them down <laughs> south. They have them in Colorado as well, too. So yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone asked a question in the chat a while ago that I do want to answer. Um, Let me go find it. And it was from it was from OSS one one seven, and it's a question that we get often. 
Um, so basically the question was, I like the team, the app, the strategies, but why the Jones token? It has no use, no voting, no doubt. Um, so this is a question that we get from a lot of people. Uh, and it's a question that we've asked people to be patient about, but you will not need to have patience for much longer because we are, I think, in agreement about what we're going to do. Um, I will say though, that very quietly, uh, ice put out a thread. Ice is the founder of Jones along with ultra put out a thread about our intention on doing some buybacks. And uh, we've very quietly automated scripts to execute these buybacks. And we've very, very stealthily done some buybacks. Um, but, um, you're going to really want to keep an eye out for that announcement when it comes, because like everything at Jones, we, we do not try and do things that are easily emulated. And I think there's a lot of like actual risk in the, in the VE models. And even in some of the, even in some of the, uh, uh, like, just existing ways that folks are trying to monetize these tokens and do different things. So we came up with, I think a pretty novel design. I, I, we think, um, we're not ready to share it yet because we're still working through it. Um, but we're very, we're, 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 we're so close, man. I mean, and people are saying like pump my bags, but like, I'm not telling you to buy Jones. I, I'm not telling you to buy anything, but what I am telling you is that if you're looking for, a reason why Jones is going to be uh, an existence as a token, I think you will have an answer very soon. Can I, I ask, uh, can, can I just ask, can I just ask in general, like, is it going to be a token model that I think most people uh, expect that's going to actually no. like uh, bring in revenue uh, uh, for those who actually like, I don't know, lock it, whatever kind of mechanism are you going to choose? Because I think for most people, it's uh, it's mostly about whether uh, this is a token that earns revenue, like uh, CRV, or whether it's a token that uh, I just uh, speculate on, like uh, Uni. You know what I mean? I'll, 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 I'll rephrase your question, because it's a good question, but I think that it requires a bit of reframing. And so, and I'm only saying this as because we thought deeply about this. Um, the, if you are, if you are a protocol that has, let, let's say, let's say you do, uh, 2 million a year in, uh, uh, ETH. Okay. And you have a market cap of 20 million and you give it all back. Okay. You give it all back. Is that enough for people to be excited and interested in your project? I don't you think mean, so. You mean if the revenues are that much and you just give it all back? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think 10% is going to make people interested in something like DeFi. Well, we, we've kind of I like, don't. we've kind of like learned this cycle that like value is important, but people don't care about value at the same time. Well, I think, I think it depends. I think it depends who you're talking to. And I think that our audience are people who are accepting of reasonable risks 
and people that are interested in playing this game um, for different durations and for different reasons, but I don't think 10% gets them excited. Mm -hmm. And so we took a look at this and said, all right, we have to come up with something better. And the, the, the last thing I'll say on this is that a protocol's biggest, uh, biggest asset that it can throw its weight around and use to get people excited is, is its token. But you need to find ways to get people as excited about that token as, as you are. And there are different ways that you can do that where you're not dealing with a 10%, you're dealing with, you know, three to four digits. That's all I'll say. That sounds pretty good. It's the only way I can say it without giving too much away because I don't want to say something and then we change it for like the 45th time and then I get like a call from Plutus and they're like, <laughs> Notch, Notch, can you please just tell us what you're doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you what I don't know because we haven't agreed on anything and we need to agree. So, so, can, uh, so can you just tell us when? Soon TM. Well, yeah. we have to, we have to, we have to, Look, we have to first we have to build it <laughs> yeah. here's here's the thing right here's the thing this is the stupid thing about jones this is exactly like this is exactly the stupid thing about jones our team the strategy side goes and we make this absolutely redacted shit that we are then like all right ultra go figure out how to build it and then he's like what the f I'm, i don't know what i can say <laughs> so th there's a bit of a, a bit of a process so like we're we're learning a little bit about what we can and can't do with smart contracts <laughs> Um, I know we're coming up on time here. I know we're over a bit, but, um, yeah, I, I, I just want to, I just want to say that I, I think that there's a lot of really interesting design space that people can do in VE models. And I think that the problem with DeFi is that most people would rather just copy stuff instead of making something that's exciting and new. Uh, Hey, so you guys are launching a blast. Apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're blasting <laughs> off. We are, we are. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be um, doing some cool stuff with Thruster. Uh, Thruster, that I think, you know, between Blast, Thruster, Pounder, we're cornering the, uh, <laughs> the meme market for sexual innuendo uh and yeah, but, but that's all we, of all of options as well too right like strangle and straddle and god knows what else like it's all a little well i mean look we're, we're we're gonna bring our lp our lp game hard there so look for jlp to be there and then also look for something special that might feel a little bit buttery <laughs> And you know how to create uh, curiosity, Natch. I'll tell you that. There's a, well, there's like the, like the people that know what was happening know why I said that. that was an <laughs> I'm actual, sure. Like, like that's actual alpha. Like people know that. Um, but yeah, you, you look for those two. So we will definitely be there farming the hell out of those dev points and, uh, you know, actually doing cool stuff. I actually really think Blast is a cool design space because everything has like, okay, the stable has rebasing is value uh, uh usdb you have the rap state eat stuff so like everything there is designed to add value so there's so much design space there really really interested to see what that looks like there really interested yeah 
Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming on today, guys. Um, really enjoyed this. And you guys are welcome to come back anytime. Uh, we'd, we'd love talking with you guys. All right. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Jojo, did you did you want to say anything before? Because I know you're you're battling um, influenza part D. <laughs> yeah, just uh, um, um, I'm a candidate as an advisor to Altip because I want to bring what I have in Arbitrum in Facebook uh, in Uniswap because I'm all, in all of these pro um, protocols as grant committee to um, to Arbitrum to advise uh, protocols uh, how to do stuff and how to report stuff without having decisional power. So if you feel like, please go. But for me, but for your cow of Arbitrum, because there is only one cow in Arbitrum, until cow launches in Arbitrum. And yeah, that's it. Where so is the vote, is by the way? Where, where is the vote? Where do people vote? The, the vote is already live on Snapshot. Uh, you can go there. You select DAO uh, as a DAO Arbitrum, and there is uh, two votes right now. They're live, one for council, for which a lot of good folks are currently um, uh, running. No, they're not. Just you. Nope, just you. <laughs> <laughs> You see, that loyalty, Jojo? you see that loyalty, Jojo? You see that—that's a loyal friend over there. No, no, but but it's like uh, we 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 got two 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 committee. One is the council, and one is the advisor because the structure is complex. And so I'm nice. in the advisor. So yeah. nice. And uh, just go there. It's gonna last until Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, throw throw some <laughs> Make Jojo great again. <laughs> um. I, 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 two things, and then I, I swear I'll stop talking. One, uh, Jojo, just the tip or the L tip? The world fucking thing. Yeah. Okay. And then two, um, what is Isakai money? What is Isakai money? Isakai money. Yeah, yeah, I'm already curious about that as well, but I will get there. We'll get there as well, hopefully. I think it's boobs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's boobs so with yield, right? Yeah, yeah, yielding boobs. You mean? This yeah. is a uh, very mass. This is a very masculine protocol. <laughs> <laughs> already curious about it. Already tried to reach the, out to them as well. So maybe I'll uh, try to do it through you guys. Because uh, they really caught my attention uh, with uh, like they, they do some incredible marketing stuff. That's right. unaffiliated, unaffiliated. But I I know a guy. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you for sure, man. And guys, really thanks for coming. I think it was uh, great. It was an honor to have you on for the first time. I think you guys uh, like uh, really know how to like uh, I don't know to. To create the feeling that someone really like can be curious and wondering uh, about the, the Jones community, not only by uh, the like uh, normal and financial uh, aspects and benefits that can uh, come and happen, but also I think that uh, you guys demonstrate uh, in a very good way like the the cultural element that I really like in uh, crypto. I think you guys have taken a lot of it to the next level, and that uh, it's a big part of uh, what you guys do with uh with pretty much the whole like uh, rap of of everything that you guys do like you see you see your culture in everything you do and i really like these kinds of uh, projects that are not generic and uh wish you guys a lot of luck looking forward to what you guys have uh coming because it seems like you really do have uh, quite a lot and uh actually do hope we talk to you guys uh real soon with some updates yeah i would love to if you guys ever uh yeah i was ever Need somebody that can't shut up, you know where to find me.
<laughs> we love well, we, we usually do. We actually usually do. So welcome. <laughs> uh, well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and make sure to follow the Jones Dow guys, Knox and JoJo. So myself and Defi Advisor. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Later. Thank Bye, you guys. Awesome and fun. Thank you. Peace. Bye.